It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Ah, uh, welcome back. Well, welcome me back. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Monday, November 28th. Hope you had a great holiday weekend, long weekend. My couch has a groove in it now. I didn't leave it. I love my couch. And when there's football and basketball, even soccer, yeah, even soccer during the World Cup, my couch was my safe haven for the last five days. Welcome in. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. Running out of time to get your free breakfast at Thornton's. Right now, you can get a free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit or a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant or a steak and egg burrito, plus any fountain drink, tea, fizz freeze, or 20-ounce bottled soda. All you have to do is become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app, register, and earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I'll get to Kentucky and Louisville football. I'll get to basketball. I'll get to Purdue football. Purdue basketball. What a great weekend it was for the Boilermakers. The coaching carousel in college football has begun. It has begun. Matt Rule is the new head coach at Nebraska. Luke Fickle leaves Cincinnati as the new head coach at Wisconsin. David Shaw resigns at Stanford. Who will be the next coach there? There will be more. This is Cyber Monday. We had Black Friday. And if you ever go out in that mess, you're an idiot. That's why they have the internet now, folks. That's why you have Amazon Prime. You don't have to leave your house. Now we have Cyber Monday. It's also Fire Your Coach Week getting ready to happen in NCAA college football. If you don't make a bowl game and there are 185 bowl games or something like that, then you're in trouble. It's really that simple. All you got to do is win six out of 12 games. And some schools only have to win five out of 12 games because not enough schools win six games to have every bowl have two teams with at least six wins. That's the, that's the world we live in now. So if you can't make it to a bowl game, uh, look over your shoulder. Check behind your back. Don't open your email. Don't open your snail mail. Because it might be an invitation and not come back next year. Louisville's going to make a bowl game. Seven and five. I picked Louisville to go five and seven this season. Ed went crazy and said nine and three. Ed Peak, my uh, collaborator. Tony Burke, I think he had them four and eight. Seven and five is pretty good here, right? If I'd have told you, Cardinal fan, at the beginning of the year, seven and five, and you're going to go maybe to the Sun Bowl in El Paso, would you have signed up? Would you have said, okay, we'll take it? 
after last year? Absolutely. Yet here we are on Cyber Monday, and a lot of Cardinal fans are sticking the knife in Scott Satterfield. Got to get rid of him. He can't beat Kentucky. He's over against the Wildcats. He's 25 and 24 in his tenure at Louisville. God, we got to go elsewhere. They're talking about a contract extension. Are you kidding me? First of all, contract extensions don't mean anything. Luke Fickle signed one at Cincinnati last in in the in this previous offseason. Long-term, $5.4 million a year. He's gone. The day after losing to Tulane, he's gone. He signed an extension last offseason. They don't mean anything. Why do you sign a coach to a contract extension? So that that coach can go out on the recruiting trail and say to kids in high school, I'm going to be there for the entire tenure of your college career. I'm going to be at Louisville with this staff, with these recruiters that want you to come here, with these people that you know, I'm going to be there. Is it true? No. Not if something better comes along. Not if you go 2-10 and 10 next year. No, you're not going to be there. But the reason you get a contract extension and the reason the university gives you a contract extension is so that you can tell recruits, I'm going to be there. Look at the commitment the university has made to me and the commitment that I have made to this university. But it doesn't matter because if they don't want you around, they are going to buy you out. And if you don't want to stay around, the new school that you're going to is going to pay the buyout for you to leave anyway. So when you hear news of a contract extension – possibly coming for Scott Satterfield, why do you get in an uproar? Either way, whether you say this is great or whether you say this is ridiculous, like a lot of Kentucky fans said after Mark Stoops got a raise before he lost to Vanderbilt in Georgia back-to-back. Cat fans were up in arms. We were supposed to be good this year, they said. We are supposed to challenge for the SEC East title. We're barely going to finish ahead of Vanderbilt. They're irate. The extension means nothing. Now, the raise is another argument. Mark Stu's making $9 million a year now. That's way too much. And I have said this before. When his agent comes into Mitch Barnhart's office and says, whether it's true or not, Other schools are contacting me about Mark's availability. It would be nice if you'd make it worth his while to stay. I want an athletic director to look that guy in the eye and say, you know what, he's got a contract. We're not going to give him a raise. If he wants to go elsewhere, we will thank him for his service, and we will find a, a new coach. And maybe it'll be a better coach. Maybe he'll continue the success that Mark Stoop started at Kentucky or got rolling at Kentucky. Because as an athletic director, as a university, you're held hostage by these agents and these coaches. Vince Merrow, top recruiter for Kentucky, recruits the state of Ohio, has gotten a lot of players to come play at UK. 
all of a sudden he's a candidate for the Cincinnati job? Really? Or is this an agent putting his name out there, making him a candidate when he's not really a candidate, so that maybe Vince Merrow can get a little extra in his holiday bonus check? A little extra zero in his contract. It's a game that they play. When you're winning, hey, you got to make it worth my while to stay. Nobody gives back money when they lose. I think Michigan did that to Jim Harbaugh. You don't see it very often. And what's Jim Harbaugh done? Well, he's beaten Ohio State two years in a row now, and he's going to the playoff for the second straight year. Michigan's going to the playoff. And I'm guessing that Jim Harbaugh's agent is in the office of the Michigan athletic director saying, you know what, we'd kind of like some of that money back because the NFL's going to have some openings, and Jim's, Jim's got experience in the NFL, and he's ready to go back. So you might want to give us that money back that we gave back to you when we weren't beating Ohio State. Does Scott Satterfield deserve a contract extension? Doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. Does he deserve a raise? I would say at 25 and 24 without a win over your rival? No. He doesn't deserve a raise. Does he deserve to lose his job? No. Came off a very disappointing year last year. And he won seven games. Louisville was ranked in the college football playoff rankings this past week. Now, they won't be this coming week because they lost to Kentucky. But they were 25th. Kentucky was nowhere to be found. Things are going in the right direction. And you have, allegedly, a great recruiting class coming in. Transfer portal, all right. Things are active. Travion Cooley is gone. There are other guys. And there are guys at every school now. Every school in the country putting their name in the transfer portal. Unless you're in the college football playoff discussions right now, you have players putting their names in the transfer portal, either because they had a great year and they want to play at a better school, or they were buried on the depth chart, didn't get an opportunity, and now they want to go somewhere where they're actually, they actually believe they're going to play. That's the world we live in now. First question to Barryon Brown, the Kentucky freshman receiver who caught a touchdown on Saturday, had a great year as a special teams return man and as a wide receiver. True freshman. They just beat Louisville. First question at his locker in the postgame was, are you going to stay at Kentucky? The rumors are you're going to leave. He said, I don't know where the rumors started. This is ridiculous. I'm BBN for life. Of course you're going to say that. Of course you are. I'm sure Dane Key, the other freshman from Frederick Douglass High School in Lexington, got the same question. He had a great year. Wouldn't you want to go somewhere else? Remember last year? Harold at Louisville had a great year, transferred to Alabama. He had two catches this season, two at Alabama. Does he wish he had stayed at Louisville where he was going to be the primary target of Malik Cunningham this season? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? I'm sure that when he left for Alabama, when Alabama came after him and said, come to Tuscaloosa, 
He thought he was going to get more than two catches this year. There's a lot more competition for playing time at Alabama than there is at Louisville. This is the college athletics world that we live in now. Coaches can go anywhere they want. Contract extensions mean nothing. They can leave at the drop of a hat. Players can do that now as well. Travion Cooley at Louisville was in the portal before the Kentucky game. He was off the roster that was released on Monday. He was not on the roster for the Kentucky game. So you you just sort of knew. And then, of course, he put on Twitter, thank you, Card Nation. They always thank where they're leaving from. Thank you. Thank you. You're bolting. Don't thank us. Stay. But maybe Travion Cooley saw how good Jawar Jordan was in practice and realized I might not get on the field much next year. Yeah, Tyon Evans, who was hurt and play against Kentucky, and Jordan, who ran for 145 yards against Kentucky. Yeah, maybe I go somewhere I can play a little more, get a few more carries. But back to these coaches, they're going to get extensions. Sometimes they're going to get raises. That's just the nature of the ble- of the beast. And for the fan base to be up in arms because Scott Satterfield's getting a con- possibly getting a contract extension, it doesn't matter. If the Cards go two and ten next year, he will get fired. He will the buyout will happen. If they go nine and three, he will get another extension, probably with a raise especially if they beat Kentucky. College football playoff. Thanks for playing, LSU. I had that one, by the way. I didn't put it in the six-pack. The six-pack was 3-2-1 and one this weekend. Could have been better. Could have been worse. Gave you Kentucky. Gave you Michigan. And I gave you Indiana. Indiana... Dexter Williams got hurt, and I, I said, this is, this is a loss. I just lost this game. And I hope the young man's okay. Look like a knee injury. They're being very hush-hush about it. Uh, but a long time on the field. They bring the cart out. They put the air cast on the leg. Didn't look good. But once he went down and Connor Bazelak had to come in and play quarterback, all of a sudden that dual threat was gone and Purdue was – Smiling all the way to the Big Ten championship game. The pros, I gave you the Bengals. I didn't understand the line. I didn't I didn't understand why Tennessee was an underdog at home to Cincinnati. So I said, Vegas is smart. Give me the Bengals. It worked out. Had the Chargers. They go for two. They win the game in regulation, but they don't cover. And I had a push last night with the Packers plus the seven. So there's the six-pack. But a team that I did like and that I did put a little green on was Texas A&M against LSU. LSU, by far the better team, playing for a spot in the playoff. They were ranked fifth. And Ohio State got run out of the big house, their own big house. LSU, all they had to do was beat Texas A&M. A&M was Four and seven coming into that game. Four and seven. LSU had two losses. 
First game of the year to Florida State when Brian Kelly, air quotes here, couldn't coach. Why did they bring in Brian Kelly? Well, they beat everybody from then on except Tennessee. They got throttled by Tennessee, but they beat Alabama. They won all the other games they were they needed to win. All you got to do is beat an A&M team that lost five in a row, Jimbo on the hot seat, and this was a recipe for Jimbo Fisher to win the football game. And that's what he did. And they didn't just win it. They throttled LSU 38-23. to Thank you for playing Clemson. All you got to do is beat South Carolina, middle-of-the-road SEC team, on your home field. Now, maybe that was in South Carolina. But all you got to do is beat the Gamecocks. Remember, Carolina destroyed Tennessee the week before. The ACC does not look good today. Carolina loses to NC State on Friday. Clemson loses to South Carolina. Louisville loses to Kentucky, of course. And Georgia Tech gets destroyed by Georgia. Clemson, all you had to do was win. All you had to do was win, and we're talking about you today possibly going to the playoffs. Thanks for playing LSU. Thanks for playing Clemson. Maybe thanks for playing Ohio State. I don't know yet. I mean, it was ugly. Michigan had their way. I said on this program, last year Michigan was the more physical team. They dominated. This year there's the more there they are the more physical team in the trenches. That hasn't changed. No reason to think the outcome of the game is going to change. I was surprised by the margin of victory. I was surprised how easy it was for Michigan in both halves to score the football. They put up 45 on the Buckeyes. I don't think Ohio State can get back into the playoff mixture here. Even if TCU loses, even if Michigan loses to Purdue, even if Southern Cal loses to Utah, you know who's waiting in the wings for all of those things to happen? Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. Crimson Tide's 10-2. and Lost to Tennessee. Lost to LSU. Almost lost to Texas and Texas A&M. They're sitting in a great spot because Georgia's in. Michigan's in. TCU is probably in. But if Southern Cal loses, if Southern Cal loses to Utah for the second time this season, can Alabama sneak into the playoff? Oh, my goodness. All right, I got to wrap my head around a bunch of things. I've got, uh, how long is this break, Gary? Three minutes? I got three minutes to wrap my head around some things. We'll talk Kentucky, Louisville football. We'll talk Purdue, Indiana football. And a bunch of other football, too. And there was great basketball this weekend if you weren't paying attention. We'll talk about all that after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports. 
Presented by M&M Cartage, John Spears in studio. Full week of shows coming up. That was a nice little three-week, three-day work week last week in which two of them I didn't even have to show up because of uh, Western Kentucky basketball. I had a one-day week last week. Those are nice. But you can't get everything in in an hour, just like today. I'm not going to get every, everything in. There was great college basketball this weekend. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 384-1450. They're joining on the conversation, 502-384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. You can get your text into that show. There was great college basketball this weekend. I watched very little of it because it's football season. The Phil Knight legacy brackets, there, it, it was basically two different tournaments. Connecticut won one of those. There were three. Connecticut won the women's bracket. They won one of the men's brackets, and Purdue won the other men's bracket. And there were great games all weekend long from uh, Portland. But I was I was focused on football. They need to move the Phil Knight Legacy tournaments to maybe a week later. Next week would have been great. Next weekend would have been great because you got – College football playoff games, but there are so many fewer games to watch. But college basketball this weekend, unbelievable. Carolina lost twice, number one team in the country. They beat Portland 89-81. to Then they lost to Iowa State by, by uh, five. And then yesterday, four overtimes. They lose to Alabama 103 to 101. They lost. Gonzaga lost a couple of times. Uh, Purdue was a big winner. They're ranked 24th in the country. They beat West Virginia 80 to 68. Then the next day they beat Gonzaga 84 to 66. And then yesterday they knocked off Duke in the championship of that bracket 76 or 75 to 56. Purdue's good. And I watched a, a bunch of that game. It was on ABC, flipping around yesterday from NFL football. Look, you don't want to go up against NFL football. You, If you're college basketball, if you're any sport, you don't want to go up against NFL football. NFL football on Sunday rules everything. Everything. But... This Phil Knight bracket, it was Thursday, Friday, Sunday. They gave him a day off on Saturday. I don't know why, but they did. So they went up against NFL football. You you just you can't win that way. You're not going to get viewership. Maybe locally you will if certain teams are playing. I'm sure in the Carolinas, with North Carolina and Duke playing in this thing, and the Carolina Panthers being not very good, I'm sure college basketball got a lot of viewership. But the rest of the country, Kentucky's not in it. Even though they're a Nike school, they weren't in it. Louisville's not in it. They're an Adidas school. Indiana's not in it. But some unbelievable basketball over the weekend. Alabama was in this thing. Michigan State. Um, Duke beat Oregon State by three on Thursday, on Thanksgiving Day. There's some unbelievable games this week. UConn, UConn, they they crushed Oregon on Thursday. They beat Alabama. 
That put Alabama in the loser's bracket. They beat Alabama 82-67. to they, they clubbed Alabama on Friday. And then they won their bracket by beating Iowa State by 18. UConn was great. Purdue and UConn, college hoops, big winners this weekend. I don't know if the uh, new poll is out yet. I'll have to look at the break. But Purdue was ranked 24th, and UConn was ranked 20th in the Associated Press poll. They are both going to skyrocket into the top 10, I would imagine. Kansas got beat in the Bahamas uh, by Tennessee, 64-50. It wasn't close. So, I mean, the top teams in the country going down here, just going down. I don't know who the best team in the country is in basketball, and we're not going to know till March. We are not going to – we probably won't know till April, but we're definitely not going to know till March. All right, congratulations to Tony Burke. He is recuperating at home right now from a procedure this morning that every man over 50 should have. That's all I'll say. Uh, but his, his lock of the week, which had lost four in a row, got back on track this week. He had Southern Cal over Notre Dame. That game cost me a parlay, by the way. I had Notre Dame plus the five and a half. Cost me, and, and in that particular parlay, five-teamer, I had Texas A&M money line over LSU, and Notre Dame beat me. That's okay. I never say a bad word about the fighting Irish, the fighting Catholics. I'm not going to do it. Bowl projections are pouring in, by the way. Louisville 7-5 going to a bowl game. Kentucky 7-5 going to a bowl game. Where are they going to go? Well, we're not sure. Jerry Palm, CBS Sports, has Louisville in the Sun Bowl, and he's not the only one, by the way. ESPN has the same thing. Louisville in the Sun Bowl on December 28th, 2 in the afternoon, in El Paso, Texas, against Oregon State. I, I watched some Oregon State this weekend. They beat Oregon. They were down 31-10. to 10. Uh, and came back and beat the Ducks 38-34. to uh, a, a great performance. Just a great performance by the Beavers. And if you watched UCLA-USC last week, I told you, the uniforms, glorious. Glorious. Because both teams wear their home uniforms in that game. UCLA with the powder blue, USC with the maroon. Just great. Oregon, Oregon State, if if it wasn't better, it was just as good because the Ducks had on the, the bright green and the Beavers had on the bright orange. And it was a it was a smorgasbord for your eyes. It was great. And a great game. But congratulations, Tony Burke now eight and five in his locks of the week. He'll have one more that one more. All right, we'll give him one more this week. With the games coming up. Uh, Kentucky's bowl projection from Jerry Palm at CBS. The Texas Bowl on uh, December 28th. Louisville's on December 30th. That's the Sun Bowl. I said 28th. Sun Bowl's the 30th. Texas Bowl for Kentucky on the 28th of December against Oklahoma State. I'm a man, Mike Gundy. 9 p.m. in Houston, Texas. So we'll see. I mean, we'll know all of this Sunday. Sunday is when all the bowl, project, bowl uh, assignments will be, will, will be out. You'll know them by Saturday night if you 
If you have internet access, you'll know them by Saturday night. They always leak out. But next Sunday, this coming Sunday, you're going to have the college football playoff show in the middle, probably right before NFL football starts, where they tell you exactly who's playing in the playoff, and then they'll give you the rundown of all the bowl games after that. Playoff right now, to me, it's simple. Georgia's in, even if they lose to LSU. Michigan is in, even if they somehow lose to Purdue. By the way, Georgia is a 17-point favorite over LSU in the SEC title game. And Michigan is a 16-point favorite over Purdue in the Big Ten title game. TCU, I think, is in no matter what. They're playing Kansas State Saturday at noon in the Big 12 championship game. TCU is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They beat Kansas State earlier in the year. It was a great game. They had to come from behind and win it. I think even if they lose, as long as they don't get beat by 40, TCU is going to hang on in the playoff here. The last spot is Southern Cows to lose. It's the Trojans to lose. And they've got a Friday night rematch against the team that gave them their only loss, Utah, which is great. Oregon getting beat by Oregon State allowed Utah to sneak into that Pac-12 championship game Friday night. And if you're USC, who else would you want to play? The team that drove the field at Utah at the end of the game, scored, and got a two-point conversion to beat you to end your undefeated season. By the way, Caleb Williams won the Heisman this past weekend. That's it. We don't even have to have a vote. He was unbelievable against Notre Dame. C.J. Stroud did not play poorly against Michigan. He just didn't do enough, and his team got crushed. He only had one turnover. It was an interception that was a bad decision at the end of the game when they're trying to get back in it. I mean, he did not play particularly poorly. They just got drubbed by Michigan. Michigan's offense destroyed Ohio State's defense. Now, so C.J. Stroud didn't play poorly. He didn't lose the Heisman. But Caleb Williams, who was in a game everybody was watching Saturday night, played great. Everybody watched Michigan beat Ohio State. Everybody watched Southern Cal and Notre Dame. And Caleb Williams was incredible on Saturday night. He won the Heisman Trophy Saturday night. Standalone performance. He's going to have another one on Friday night against Utah. Unless he spits the bit, this Heisman race is over. So if USC beats Utah, and I don't care if it's by one or by 50, they're going to be the fourth team in the playoff, in my opinion. In my opinion, three of those spots are taken. It doesn't matter what these teams do in their conference championship games. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, they're in. They're in. And if TCU wins and does or loses by two points and doesn't get in, it's a travesty. The team on the outside just hanging around, and they're 25-1 to 1 now to win the national championship. I think it's worth just a little bit of green 
is Alabama. Because if Southern Cal loses Friday night to Utah, and I don't expect them to, but if they do, Alabama doesn't have to play another game. They're going to be their fifth right now because they were sixth. LSU lost their fifth now. They handled Auburn like they were supposed to. And if Alabama gets in in the fourth spot and plays Georgia in the semifinals, wow. Wow. And you got Michigan and TCU playing in the other semifinal. Here's what the committee would do, however. TCU loses. They're going to drop to fourth. And then Southern Cal or Alabama will be in that three spot if TCU loses. That way, Georgia and Alabama, the committee's smart. They don't want them to play in the semifinals. Georgia TCU would be a semifinal game, and then Alabama against Michigan would be a semifinal game. The committee's not dumb. They don't pay attention to a lot of stuff, but they're not dumb. ESPN is in that room. Don't think they're not. ESPN is going to tell the committee who they want to play each other in the semifinals. And the committee will find a way to make that happen because ESPN's given them a lot of money, given the NCAA a lot of money to make that happen. And the committee will come up with whatever excuse it has to make for Georgia and Alabama not to be playing in the semifinal if Alabama does indeed get in because of a Southern Cal loss. I know it's confusing. My head's still spinning. All right, we'll come back. Finish up, talk about the cats and cards, talk about the Hoosiers and the Boilermakers. All that and more. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in the studio. Final segment of the day. It's only Monday, folks. Got a long way to go this week. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. 384-1450. Don't call me with your Ohio State take. I didn't even mention the Buckeyes in the last segment. I think they're out. I know they've only got one loss. Alabama's got two. I get it. But it was an ugly loss. At home, in front of a huge, huge audience. Can they get back in? Sure. They can. Absolutely. If Southern Cal loses, then it's Ohio State or Alabama. Who's it going to be? I just think it's Alabama. Even though they've got one more loss, the SEC gets more gravitas. Let me put it to you this way. If, an, if a conference is going to get two teams in, is it going to be the Big Ten or is it going to be the SEC? And maybe it's unfair, but I think it's going to be the SEC. If Ohio State had lost by seven or fewer points, it's a different discussion. They got rocked. They got, they got housed. They got blown out. They got trucked. There are a whole lot of verbs you can use here. Time does not permit me to use them all. And uh, decorum as uh, Otter would say in Animal House, prevents me from using certain ones right here as well. They got destroyed. I don't think they have an argument here. 
even though that's their only loss of the year. They had a bad month. Remember the Northwestern game? I know there were 50-mile-an-hour wins, but you're Ohio State and they're Northwestern. That game was not a good look if you're if you're judging the Buckeyes on merit to earn a playoff spot. And that was three weeks ago. It was recent, recency bias. So if it comes down to Alabama and Ohio State, I think the committee's going to take Alabama. Look, I don't think it's going to come down to that. I think Southern Cal's going to beat Utah on Friday night. Trojans are only a three-point favorite, and Utah's really good, by the way. But Caleb Williams, I think it's over, Alice. I think it's Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Southern Cal. That's it. But crazy things happen. Who had, other than me, who had A&M over LSU? Who had South Carolina over Clemson? And thank you, Tony Burke. Clemson was at home that game. Just don't know. You just you just don't know. But Ohio State, ugly. All right. Uh, Kentucky beats Louisville 26-13. to Both teams finished 7-5. and Matt Ruffalo was the Howard Schnellenberger winner of player of the game, most valuable player. That tells me that's a bad game. That's all I needed to see. Uh, fourth win in a row for the uh, Wildcats in the series. Will Levis, the, I'm, I'm air quoting here, first round draft pick, right? 11 of 19, 188, two touchdowns, two sacks. Uh, the big blue wall protected him better than it has in recent weeks. And he was able to do just enough. He threw a, a nice little slant touchdown to Dane Key, little fade pattern to Barry and Brown by the end zone. And uh, they did enough to win. And the defense for Kentucky dominated. They did. Even though Jawar Jordan ran for 145 yards, it sure didn't feel like it. And Louisville, you know, they they scored two touchdowns, same as Kentucky. But the Cats had many more chances. And the Cats also, again, showed you they're not good in the red zone. They're not. Chris Rodriguez ran for 120. He uh, passed Benny Snell. He broke a tie with Benny Snell for the most 100-yard rushing games in Kentucky football history. That's pretty good. Brock Doman for the Cards. Cards had trouble at quarterback. It's that simple. Doman was in for the injured Malik Cunningham. He was 14 of 21, 129 yards, one touchdown, one interception. That was late when uh, it was a tip ball down the field, pretty much ended the game. He was sacked twice. They tried to let Malik Cunningham play. He ran for a touchdown late in the first half to cut the deficit to 13-7 at the break. So he did give the cards a spark, but his shoulders messed up. His his left shoulders messed up. And the interception he threw, he was in on the tackle, injured it again, re-injured it, I guess. I don't know if he should have been out there or not. Obviously, he wanted to play. He was dressed out to play. Satterfield thought. Maybe he'll give us a spark, and he did. But then he got re-injured, and he was done. Three of six on the day, passing the football for Malik, 16 yards, that that one pick and that one rushing touchdown. Kentucky outgained Louisville in yardage 346-309. to Louisville actually had more rushing yards than Kentucky, 
But here's the stat that tells you everything you need to know. Three turnovers, Louisville. Zero turnovers, Kentucky. There it is. It's, I mean, it's not, it's not rocket science. Don't turn the ball over and you stay in the game. And J.J. Weaver is probably kicking himself this morning because the fumble that he picked up, he could have walked into the end zone. But he tripped himself up, fell at the six-yard line. Kentucky had to settle for a field goal. Or this final score is a lot worse. And Kentucky fan is happy with Mark Stoops, and Louisville fan is unhappy with Scott Satterfield. That is how a rivalry game works. Ohio State fan is upset with Ryan Day, and Michigan's fan could not love Jim Harbaugh more today. Couldn't love him more. It was not a an aesthetically pleasing game to watch, Kentucky and Louisville. It wasn't great football. I guess if you're a Kentucky fan, it's it was it was beautiful to watch, and if you're a Louisville fan, it was ugly to watch. I guess Louisville had momentum coming in, five out of six wins, ranked in the top twenty-five in the college football playoff. Feeling good about yourself. Your defense has been great. It it looked like to me one team was ready to play, and one team still had trouble figuring out their identity and was not ready to play. And had a backup quarterback in. I mean, that's that was the feel I had from really the after Kentucky went three and out on the opening drive, and then Louisville went did the same, and then Kentucky drove down there for the uh, touchdown. I thought, yeah, Kentucky just looks like they're much more into the what they want. They know what they want to do. They know what their um, game plan is here to win this football game, and they are going to run the ball. They're going to throw short passes. They're going to involve the tight end. And they're going to allow Louisville's quarterbacks to make a mistake. At the time, quarterback, because I didn't think Malik was going to get in the game. But they're going to let these guys make mistakes, and they did. The the Dolman fumble that should have been a Weaver touchdown, that's a terrible play. The Malik interception, terrible throw. Just awful. Louisville made the mistakes that Kentucky thought they would make. Eventually, they're not going to have long drives, and they're going to screw it up, and that's exactly what happened. Purdue 30, Indiana 16. Uh, Shout out to Aiden O'Connell. He lost his brother this week. Um, He was 18 of 29, 290 yards, two touchdowns. He played very well for Purdue. This game was close for a while. Uh, Okay, who's coming after uh, Jeff Brown now? Who's coming after Jeff Brown? Because David Shaw resigned at Stanford. There are going to be other coaches that lose their jobs. And when you're looking for a coach, it's what have you done for me lately? Wisconsin was looking for a coach. Luke Fickle went to the playoff last year with Cincinnati, signed an extension, won nine games this year. He's a hot commodity. So when somebody comes calling, if you're going to go, you have to go when you're a hot commodity. Ask um, Matt Campbell at Iowa State. Remember when everybody wanted to hire Matt Campbell? No, I'm just going to stay at Iowa State. I like it here. Something else will come along. Well, he won four games this year. Nothing's coming along. He didn't strike while the iron was hot. 
Kirk Ferentz, you may not remember this because you're too young, but there was a time when Kirk Ferentz was thought to be going to the NFL. He was going to be the next hot college coach to go to the NFL. It was 20 years ago. He didn't go. Now he's stuck at Iowa. And Iowa is middle of the road, if not bottom of the road. Is that a term, bottom of the road? I don't think that's a term. But we'll start it right here. Greg Marshall. Remember Greg Marshall, Wichita State, and his crazy wife, basketball? Oh, man. They're number one seed. He's a hot. He can go anywhere he wants. Whatever job opens up, Greg Marshall's a candidate. I think he's still at Wichita State. He didn't take any of those jobs when he could have, and now he is stuck at Wichita State. Luke Fickle took the job at Wisconsin because now is the only time he's going to get. The, he's guaranteed to get the job at a Big Ten school like Wisconsin, who has a chance to win their division every year. It's an interesting move here because Cincinnati's going to the Big 12 next year. Right? It's a Power 5 school. We're going to get an expanded playoff coming up. Cincinnati should be able to compete in the Big 12. Maybe Luke Fickle thinks they can't. Maybe Luke Fickle thinks Cincinnati goes to the Big 12 out of the American Athletic Conference, and they're going to end up playing Baylor, and they're going to end up playing Texas Tech, and they're going to end up playing Oklahoma State, and whoever else joins the Big 10, Kansas State, TCU. And we're not going to win nine games a year, so I'm going to take this opportunity to go to Wisconsin. Which coach gets fired, and now what do they look at? What do these universities start saying? Well, who's uh, who's TCU's coach? Sonny Dykes? Think he'd leave and come here? Purdue's in the Big Ten championship game? Man, maybe we should get a hold of Jeff Brom. This is going to happen. It is, it's the world of college athletics, as I mentioned at the top. This is the world we live in now. When you are a hot-name coach, Sonny Dykes' name is at the top of everybody's list right now because of TCU. Everybody's list. He's at the top. Right? Matt Campbell's no longer there. Nobody cares about Matt Campbell. But Jeff Brom's there, produced first trip ever to the Big Ten title game. Who got him there? Jeff Brom. How did he do it? Well, he lost two games he should have won, Penn State and Syracuse. They're 8-4. and four. They should be 10-2. and two. They should be 10-2. and two. But it doesn't matter what you should be. How many games did you win? Did you go to the championship game? What if they beat Michigan? Then the phone's really going to light up. All right, I didn't even get to the NFL. We'll talk about NFL football tomorrow. But Pittsburgh, Indianapolis tonight, the spread is two. The Steelers are the underdogs. I'm taking the Steelers and the two points simply because it's Mike Tomlin, experienced coach, against Jeff Saturday, inexperienced coach. Probably going to be wrong. Culture at home, given the two. Colts are still in a playoff position, folks, with Tennessee losing yesterday. Just keep that in mind. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Axe.